Welcome to the Money GPS. You came here for the truth, so let me unveil that for you. The economy is going exactly where it's intended, that is, into the ground. Why is this the case? I'm going to show you exactly why today. Stick with me as we begin by talking about Americans starting to pull back on travel and restaurants. This is a concept I referred to in the previous video to this one. If you haven't seen it, please do so. We're talking about the bullwhip effect. We're talking about an issue of way too much inventory after all of the supposed demand. Suddenly things have turned, they have flipped. And I'm going to show you examples of that today, so stick with me. But you can see what's occurring very clearly. It's in the data. But you might see it around you anecdotally. Little things are starting to pop up. More Americans are beginning to hold off on booking flights, getting haircuts, building backyard pools, and replacing old leaky roofs in some of the new signs that the customer consumer engine of US economic growth could be losing steam. And I've shown you this consumer confidence is down and all this. And why? You know, I don't need to explain it to you. Inflation's up, inflation's way up. Um, we'll talk about that more in a sec. I got some central bank stuff too today. First, it was toilet paper, then lumber, chicken wings, and cream cheese. Now it's tampons and sriracha, hot sauce, and peanut butter. Even peanut butter. Okay, the delays that we are seeing, they seem to be you know, multifaceted because if I take this back and we look at what happened during 2020, oh, there's nobody to work, we don't have the factories open, and so on. And how did we get to this point today? It's so unusual to see the major differences of 2022 in terms of the economy, people are working, people are going, and yet the shortages in some ways are worse than 2020. Something smells fishy. Distressed deals pile up in Canada's once booming housing market. This is a very interesting indicator. Not because it's Canada, not because it's one particular city or where you live or what have you, but you see excesses. And as soon as that excess or let's say froth or steam comes off, that's when we know perhaps at a peak. Prices in Canada already, already at this time, 9% down. It happened in a flash. Prices are falling in some of the urban markets that had the, the biggest increases over the past two years. You see that. You do see that time and time again. They give examples in here. You know, if you want to check it out, it's there for you. All you need to know, the prices have fallen. The steam is being let out. Air out of the balloon. You got any other analogies? Why is the cost of rent going up? Ask the Fed. I'm glad they actually worded it like that. Interest rate. Increases are pricing people out of home ownership and pushing them into the rental market. And what's interesting about this is how quickly did this happen? It seemed to be within a matter of months, literally a matter of months, and suddenly people are already priced out. That is big. Builders are slashing prices to sell homes in fast-cooling U.S. markets, getting rid of the inventory. It's no different than what you see with Walmart and other retailers. They've got to get rid of the inventory, get rid of it fast. 
The rapid rise in mortgage rates leads to discounts in once hot boomtowns across the Sunbelt. Britain suffer pay cut as inflation outpaces wage growth. This is the same exact scenario in basically every country. But you can see, I just want to highlight that. That's why you, you see me pulling from all different countries, because a lot of the data, while it changes on a month-to-month basis, there's certainly no way anybody would deny that we're not all experiencing the same thing. Waller, okay, out of the Fed, okay, it's Fed Governor Waller, back 75 basis points hike in July. So that's still potentially on the table. July. And think about where we were just before this rate hike. Imagine 1.5% increase in two months. This would be very significant. He's not the only one to talk about 75 basis points, though still base case is 50. I don't care what's causing inflation. It's too high. When in the world have you ever heard somebody from the Fed saying a quote like that? I mean, it's unbelievable. The Fed is all in on reestablishing price stability. Look in here. You can see the dot plot. I love that. It's exactly like light bright, a fun game. I don't care what's causing inflation. It's too high. It's my job to get it down. The higher rates in the path that we are putting them on, it's going to put a downward pressure on demand across all sectors. Can you read between the lines on that one? Do you understand what he's saying? Causing prices to simply come down, forcing them down, creating demand destruction, creating a recession, actually intensifying the pressure on people so that they say, no way, I don't want to buy it. So then we have more inventories, less demand, and so on comes through. And, and this is a process that they are actively creating, just like they did in the opposite direction. 2009, up until, you know, 2018 especially, um, through that period there, what were they doing? The exact opposite of now. I mean, it's unbelievable. What about what's happening with the markets? I've got several charts to show you, okay? Retail investors' portfolio relative drawdown. It is currently 34%. So the average retail investor, their portfolio down 34%. That is a significant drop. And that suggests we don't go lower. 34% already. Extreme, to say the least, in a time in which there's still denial. Okay, big tech inflows. Money has been moving over the past few weeks. Money has been moving into tech stocks. So it doesn't break it down. Obviously, the EPFR uh, has that data. But in this chart here, it's just showing us that. And I wonder which are benefiting. I've seen Oracle that's been up a little bit while everybody is basically getting smashed. Uh, Oracle did see some inflows, but I'm sure there are others. Financial outflows continue for the 12th straight week. Nobody wants to touch financials, apparently. So that's here. If you want to see that, you can look at any of these charts and understand nothing lasts forever. This is BCOM Energy, so essentially an energy index. And you can see that is broken down below. I'm not sure which average that is, but it's basically going in a slowing trend. This right here is something many people have been talking about, you know, 
just put everything into energy, well, I don't think that's so wise either. Although we have seen the insanity in natural gas and oil and all these other commodities, remember that nothing lasts forever. There's always going to be ebbs and flows. And you might look at it on a monthly, you might look at it on an annual basis. Whatever your time horizon is, we need to remember all that. Okay? That's going to make a difference in, in where we put our money. So this right here, become energy. Here we go. Capitulation has been in credit, not equities. Look at this. What does that mean? Basically, people, they're not really selling their equities. And what we've seen so far isn't much selling. I think the liquidity is, is very low. I think that's part of the problem. And essentially, people are getting rid of their bonds. They don't want that. Just take a look right here. You could see it's at zero. This indicator, Bank of America, bull and bear indicator, is literally at zero. Now, it's not the first time this has happened, but essentially we are seeing extreme bearish overtones throughout the market. You see that everywhere. Okay, and I think a lot of factors are going to be changing in the next several months. But I just found this interesting to see it at zero. It was there a few times. Uh, 2002, I believe, 2008, there was one and a few, uh, you know, in between there. And it just shows us that, you know, you look fundamentally at it saying, we are probably not done from all this fear. And yet we're at zero, you know, is the scale gonna have to go down to the negative? I mean, what's been happening here? You've been watching it, I know. So, for everybody watching, what can you do? Because the information is good, but you need to take action in your own way. I've, I talk about this all the time. I've got a playlist called How To and Solutions. Lots of videos in there. You, the individual, what are you doing with your investments? Have you done anything different? I know people that were investing the exact same thing. You know, they didn't move anything. And I think we need to be more sophisticated than this. If you see changes happening, we should start to make changes with our investments. That's the way it's got to be. I mean, you can't hang on to something forever sometimes. So it, it depends on the cycle, right? And so my message to you is be really agile in you know what you do. That's all. Hope that makes sense anyway. If you appreciate the information, hit that thumbs up. I'm trying to be a little bit more casual. You know, just try to be transparent at the same time. I appreciate those comments I got yesterday. For anybody, you know, watching or didn't watch that one, at some point I'm going to need a video editor. I'm going to need somebody to do the posting on the social media. Um, I also need somebody that can do not for this business, a whole different business, but ads on Facebook and Instagram and, and Google and all that stuff. So I need somebody who's a master at that. So there's going to be some changes coming. All right. Thank you. Take care.